November 15th, 2022. I'm Avi Kaufman. And I'm Ron Scharf. And this is Accent Insights. So with apologies to our regular listeners who have no doubt been wondering when is the next podcast coming out and all the people who've been asking us what's going on in the market, uh, you know, we've, we've been a little busy and we've been trying to figure that out ourselves. So a lot happening in the world right now in the economy generally, uh, interest rates going up and up and up with the goal of slowing inflation and slowing the economy. And the headline news you hear is, you know, the one place that seems to be working pretty clearly is in the real estate market. Uh, you know, so the question then is, what about in our local real estate market? So, you know, we took a little look at that. Obviously, let's, why don't we jump in and talk about what we're seeing, you know, ourselves. Absolutely. And before we get into that, uh, just in case you're listening to this a few months from now, we'll just mention where the interest rates are. Uh, right now, uh, you know, they just got under 7%. They actually went down a little bit this week. But the, the average rate now is in the mid sixes. And this is in, in sharp contrast to where it was for the past years. For the past few years, uh, it's been in the, the mid to high twos or, or low threes. So it is a dramatic difference. Um, now, and, you're, and just to be clear, you're talking about mortgage interest rates, which are you know tracking somewhat what's going on with the Fed. The Fed has been doing its regular increases that you know it's been signaling for over a year that would happen, but large regular increases and the mortgage rates have been following up. But as Avi just mentioned, we are you know maybe seeing them dip back down again. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about what we think this means long term uh, or what it means for you if you're looking for a home right now. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, the primary factor on the budget is what's the monthly payment look like. And so the expectation is that the higher interest rate really tamps down on demand. So let's look at that. Um, some people are still buying. Uh, there's sort of this expression going around now, marry the house, but date the rate meaning you, you buy the house now while the price is, is what the price is, and you can refinance the rate later when uh, rates presumably or optimistically uh, come down. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, if, you can, if you can swing it now, what we'll see when we look at the inventory numbers, inventories are higher than they have been. And uh, days on the market for lots of homes is longer than they have been, right? As a headline uh, statement, we can say that. And that means that it is a good time to be a buyer if you can swing it. And if you can date a rate now, as Avi said, it's it's possible. It, some might even say likely that the rates will go down in a year or two from now and you refinance. And then, you know, people generally grow into their mortgages anyway. So you you know, hopefully for most people, you know, their economic situation improves over time and the home becomes more affordable piece of their economic picture. And then if you can refinance down to a better rate, you know, there's that much more improvement. So for people who can do it now, this may be a time for opportunity, but let's go back for a second, right? Anecdotally being out there as, you know, brokers in this market, there's a feeling, it definitely feels different than it has in, you know, even as recently as this last spring, but certainly than last year, right? You know, it's like someone someone said to me, it's like, you know, it's like a mug of beer and someone blew the froth off, right? So there's still like the beer is still good, but the froth is gone. And and it you can feel that. Um but so, and the numbers yeah. kind of back that up. So Avi, what are what are we seeing when we look at sort of, you know, inventory now versus last year this time? Right. So we're we're in November. We're in uh was typically just 
every year we have a seasonal effect where November, December, January are lower months. Last year at this time, for numbers to be consistent, let's look at condos in Brookline. Uh, so this time last year, there were 30 listed. This year, right now, 88. So way more than double. Now, the median days on market for that sample is, is about the same, 92 days. Uh, and that, that's not abnormal for this time of year. What's abnormal is that there's just so many more that are currently for sale. Uh, so the, the question is, are we listing more? Uh, is that why there's so many more? And the answer is no. Uh, last year, by this time in the quarter, 90 had been listed. Uh, this year, only 71. So we've listed fewer this quarter, but more are for sale. So clearly there's some, some hangover from quarter three, things are taking longer to sell. And if we look at how many have accepted offers, at this time last year, 117 uh, units had accepted an offer in this quarter, whereas this year only 58. So huge variance. So we have way more currently for sale and way fewer have accepted an offer. And just just to pause there for a second, right? There's, so there's the, you know, there's cause and effect and cycle here, right? The, the extra inventory that's on the market may be caused by fewer people out there. Um, but then there's also the psychological effect, right? When inventory is scarce, as it has been traditionally, there is more of a sense of urgency, right? So people, you know, go out on that first weekend and they go crazy with their offers and they stretch. And now, right, you're looking at a market with a lot less urgency because, wow, there's a lot to look at, right? And when there's a lot to look at, um, you find more homes in the same price point. When I, when I tell clients, like, let's look at last year, when I get when new buyer clients come to me and I say, well, let's look at last year and see what, what the homes look like. I always tell them, just remember, right, when you look at it in retrospect, you see the whole market and it looks like, wow, there were a lot of homes that I could have bought. But you typically in this market, you only get to see those things weekend by weekend because a house would come on, they'd have their weekend open house, they'd take their offer and it'd be gone. Right. So you only saw that little snapshot of the market and it felt much more intense now with so much more inventory overhang. Right. With 88 listings on the market condos right now, only 71 were put on in the fall. So that means there's overhang from the from spring and summer that just feels like I'm not in a hurry generally because there's lots to look at and no one's in a hurry. So that, you know, it goes into the cycle of. People just are taking, you know, they're they're taking more time. They're being more cautious. They have less buying power, right? And all of this kind of rolls in the wheel. And that, that's exactly right. And if you look at how long the absorption rate, how many months of inventory there are, it's much higher than it has been for for you know years. But the the price per square foot of what's actually selling of the ones that have accepted an offer, the price per square foot it is actually sort of in the normal range. It's it's about 765 a square foot for a condo uh, this quarter, which, you know, last quarter of 765, the quarter before, uh, you know, it's been in the, in the mid to high 700s. So it's not dramatically different. This time last year it was 750. Um, it's, it's in that same range. Right. Well, I think though, you know, you're touching on something that's very important that we talked about before we hit record. We sort of looked at well, what can we what can we glean from the successful listings, and it is a little bit hard to you know draw big conclusions. But one conclusion that seems to present itself is, you know, the listings that have gone under agreement they average seven hundred ninety one dollars a square foot, 
right? And last year this time, 787. So pretty much the same, right? So I think, and, and regular listeners of this podcast will, will remember that we have said this this year. We've been saying this since the spring. Um, the market's still good, right? But you have to stop thinking that the trend line in pricing is, you know, that the slope is the same as it has been. In other words, prices are great, um, but not, they're not, they're just not going up the way they were. So if you have a realistic sense of pricing and you're willing to say, okay, well, what was last year's pricing? You have a better shot. That's right. Now we're talking specifically about Brookline uh, right now. There could be differences in other markets. Anecdotally, uh, we are feeling it very different environment in different neighborhoods. A developer in Needham told me that they just finished a, a new construction. They had been planning to sell it for uh, two and, and a quarter, two point over two million, maybe over two point two million, and now they're selling it for under two million. We recently had a listing in East Boston, a beautiful condo, relatively new, that traditionally would have been. Uh, snatched up quickly. And in this environment, especially for lower priced homes, uh, it seems to be affected more. People are more affected by the interest rates. And that one did not go immediately. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and let's let's get a little bit more into that. Why don't we talk about a couple of properties specifically that we've, we've seen here, you know, some that were surprising and some that were not surprising, some that, that are not successful, <laughs> that are, is a little bit of a surprise and some that, that, that are less of a surprise. Right. And so um, we have a, a rubric, right? We have things that sold and surprised us, things that sold, that did not sell and surprised us, things that sold and did surprise us, things that did not sell and did surprise us. <laughs> right. Right. So let's, let's start with one, you know, that was not a surprise at all. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I guess it was the beginning of October, 17 White Place came on the market uh, and it was listed at a million four seventy nine. So just under 1.5. And this was just to set the table, single family home, 1500 square feet, three bedrooms, two full, one half bathroom. Right. So what we talk about is sort of the unicorn that everyone says they want in Brookline, the small single family house, which we tell people you know, A, there aren't very many of them at all, and B, everyone wants them. Uh, here it came, right, at a, at a very reasonable price, list price for what it was. It was a lovely little house on a, on a lovely block. If you know White Place, it's very charming. And White Place has a side that's on the train track and a side that's not on the train track. This is not on the train track. Um, so the side, you know, the, the, the higher value side of White Place, um, you know, really just a, a very charming little house. And I, and I brought some clients there and, you know, they loved it. And, but walking around the house, I heard at least two other parties say, oh, it's perfect. It's just what we need, <laughs> you know, and, and it was good for, you know, great for people who are downsizing, great for young couples who are, you know, starting a family. It was, it, it fit a lot of, checked a lot of boxes, you know, certainly some compromises as every home has. But it checked a lot of boxes for a lot of different people. And no surprise, you know, they had multiple offers and went under agreement in the first week. And, um, and this, this is the core of, of Brookline, sort of like the core listing, what people always want and what supports and why in the last downturn, Brookline wasn't as affected. Individual properties sometimes lose value, but Brookline overall has been fairly stable because properties like this in Brookline, in the North area, 
kind of bedrock in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But now let's go, let's, let's swing to the other side of the spectrum because around the same time, also beginning of October, here comes a single family, not a small single family, not a low list price at 20 Clinton Road, listed for 3.3 million, just about. And I had clients who put an offer on this one and, you know, lo and behold, three offers and we were bid out. And the thing about it is, right, this is a very nice house with an outstanding garden, um, you know, a, a renovated kitchen that was lovely, but it didn't even have central air conditioning all the way through, right? It had mini splits, you know, in the in the master suite and in the, you know, living areas. But, you know, for $3.3 million, you think like, oh, I better get air conditioning or I'm going to negotiate the price. But no, right? Like there were people who have a lot of money to spend, who wanted to be in that neighborhood, who wanted a single family, they come up reasonably often, but not that often. And, and they were, there was a fight over it. Which, you know, it only takes a couple of interested parties, like, you know, two to create these situations. Uh, we're not seeing them everywhere, but they are still coming up. And there was another one too, right? The 321 Warren street was, a price level even above this one that was 4.5 million dollars another single family uh 321 warren street uh even larger 6176 square feet seven bedrooms four and a half four full and, and two half bathrooms ron that one went on the same day it was listed right same day it was listed it came on the market on a friday my same client said let's go see that one it seems expensive because it looks like it needs renovation and it does but let's go take a look anyway uh, came on on a Friday. I texted the agent on Saturday evening and I said, when can we come see it tomorrow? And she said, we're under agreement. And so, you know, again, right. It's as, as, as often seems to be the case, the people who are more economically solid have money to spend and are less affected by what's going on in the general economy. And someone wanted that house in that neighborhood and they came right in and bought it. I, I think the neighborhood is a factor. And there is, even though we're seeing these prices, so that's three single families that went for between 1.5, so one was 1.5 listed, one 3.3, one 4.5. There is some limit. Uh, there's another single family that's for sale. Again, I don't think it sold originally. This was the 31 Catlin Road is, uh, or was a new construction in 2019. Uh, we toured it then. And at the time, it was originally listed for six point eight million. It's been listed a few times. From uh, we, we don't believe it's it's sold, and it's relisted now. And the new list price is six point four five million dollars. It's a gorgeous, very modern place. Five bedroom, six full, one half bathroom. You know, they listed at six thousand eight hundred eighty nine square feet. That includes the heated garage and stuff. It might be closer to five thousand square feet, but no matter what, it's a large place. Uh, and that as, as, uh, you know, it's new this week, but it's not the first time it's been on. Right. And I think we, I think we decided that this is our, you know, if you put it in air quotes, opportunity of the week, um, because, you know, yes, $6.45 million, that's a lot of money, but this property was on the market for uh, since 2019, sort of on off on off. Uh, it came off the market most recently last June, I believe. And when it came off, it was listed for 575, right? So if you ask me, 
that's the price, uh, or that's your starting price uh, for for negotiation. I think you know M- maybe would, even lower, right? Maybe because lower. Uh, at this point, the, the developer who still owns it must be looking around, saying, "This is starting to become an albatross around my neck. I need to offload this." Right, and uh, you know, I feel for the developer as a developer, um, and, but they're paying fifty thousand dollars a year in taxes. Um, who knows what their debt service looks like, but it's probably, it could be, you know, a hundred to $200,000 a year. So, you know, they're, they're asking what they're asking because they've been carrying it. But at some point, as obviously as it becomes an albatross and you got to get it off your books. Um, so this, this, is, this is a gorgeous place though. It's, it's very interesting. It's on Catlin road off of route nine, which is interesting. Right across from the reservoir. Uh, it, it's an interesting place. It's not in, a walkable neighborhood in the same way as Warren Street or Clinton Road or White Place, but it feels very private up on that hill. There's an elevator. There's heated garage. It feels. Well, I remember when we when we saw it last time, and I think we've discussed it on this podcast probably in 2019. Uh, that it feels like a California house in Brookline. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's modern. It's got a lot of land around it. It's really it's really very nice. And I, I, you know, I, I bet the the developer thought they were going to do very, very well with it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. Obviously, it was not priced right because lots of property moved in the market between 2019 and now. So, you know, it, again, we, we talk about this over and over and over again. You have to price right or the market will ignore you. And it's very possible, right, that people paid you know, what would have been a great price for this for another property and just ignored this because they were asking too much, you know, at the time. Um, I think that's going to be the case now, unless someone is sort of clever and aggressive and goes in and says, you know, I got a lot of interest here. I'll take it. <laughs> this is what I think it's worth. So, uh, you know, you heard it on this podcast, 31 Caitlin Road, Catlin Road. Uh, that's your opportunity this week. And it also goes to show this is not a casualty of the current interest rate situation. This is not a casualty of any recession. This is something that's true in a, in a seller's market, in a buyer's market, in any market. The pricing still matters. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about two more properties that are currently on the market. One of which is is maybe a little surprising, maybe not, I think, depending on who you ask. And the other one I think is, is more surprising. Um, there's one that, that Avi walks by every day at 21 Clarence Street. Right. Well, just to, um, to transition to this, these are two properties that have not sold. First four we talked about were all single family houses where there still seems to be a lot of demand. What we're talking about next is two condos that are large and might be viewed or traditionally would have been viewed as single family alternatives. But, uh, you know, they're viewed differently in this environment. Yeah. I, well, I think, and also one one more than the other, but like, let's talk about the one that that is what you would more commonly see in Brookline and, you know, that, that typically sell very well, but, you know, maybe maybe not in this environment. The, that's the unit at 21 Clarence Street. This is This is new construction. It's an addition to an older house on a great block in Coolidge Corner. And, you know, the, the, the homeowner did a great job on it. It's, it's lovely. Um, it's four beds, three baths with two parking spaces and a yard and some beautiful windows, lots of light and all of that new construction. And, and they started off, they've been on the market for 20 days. They started off higher price. They're now uh, pricing at a million. They were over 2 million in the beginning. Now they're, they're down to a million nine seventy five, which is, you know, puts them at eight eleven per square foot higher than, than 
you know, the 790 that we've been averaging, but, you know, getting close. And certainly if you wanted to make an offer, they probably would hear you. And, uh, and this is new construction too. This is, uh, the, the house overall was a gut renovation. And this part of the house is, as Ron said, a new, a new construction piece. Right now. So what's, what's going on here? This is, it is a first floor and basement. Right. So the bedrooms are in the basement, except for one of them, I believe, is on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that that has has not typically been an impediment to success in Brookline. If if this property had come on the market in the spring of 2021, I believe it would have sold, you know, instantaneously um, when there's not a lot of choice. And, you know, you find a property in a great neighborhood that's great in many ways. And even if it has, you know, some compromises as all properties do, you know, this is a nice mix of, of compromises. And I think it would have sold right away. But in this environment, when there are far more properties in the same price point, where it is harder to finance, you know, that $2 million range is, is where people tend to need that mortgage, right? So, so buying power is, is reduced. Um, and a lot of things are conspiring against this property. That's right. And you know, there are comps in this neighborhood from earlier this year, even for other half houses, you know, a condo that's half of a house and the range that you might've expected for a new construction, first floor and lower level like this, you might've expected more in the $2.2 million range as a selling price. So it is remarkable that it's now listed at 1.975. And as far as we know, uh, is still uh, available. Right. But so now talking about competition, let's talk about it. the other unit that struck us, which I think is a little bit more of a surprise for the same asking price. There almost there's a million nine fifty asking price. You have a townhouse at 36 Boker Street in Brookline Village. And this is like uh, the type of, of unit that typically goes in a heartbeat. It's a side by side. People love that Brookline Village neighborhood. It's got a little yard. It's a very livable um, layout. And these things go, you know, really, um, those, the Boker Street, the, that whole sort of little little village area, um, very, very popular. You've got five bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, two parking spaces, a fireplace, everything that people want, 2,467 square feet. So, you know, it's a private- Double ovens. Double ovens, right? It surprises me because, you know, again, I wouldn't have expected this to last, but going to something we touched on before, right? Here you've got these two properties, same price point, almost the same size. And, you know, just like when there's scarcity, people get super excited. When there's abundance, people get confused and less excited, right? So here, you know, it's like, oh, well, if I've got my $2 million and I'm looking for something, um, you know, I can have this one as half a house with a yard and all that, or I can have this one, which is brand new construction. And, and it's confusing, right? And it gets people to sort of say, well, I wonder what'll come on next week, right? There, these, these don't seem to be moving. So as opposed to the typical market that we've had around here for many, many years, where you say jump or it's gone, now the market is signaling, you don't have to worry about this. This is, you know, it's been around. It'll probably be around for a little while. You can wait and see what happens next. Right. And I, I think that it is uh, still in that range where a lot of people, most people would buy this with a mortgage. 
And I think that's part. And there's just the uncertainty of what, for a lot of people, this would be something that you sell. So I, I've had clients who have made offers in this neighborhood and who need to sell something to buy something. And in the current environment, just the uncertainty of seeing this, okay, the one we want to buy hasn't sold and it's going to take a little while to sell. So the one that we need to sell to buy this place might also not go immediately. So it introduces a lot of uncertainty as to the timeline of when they can sell. And it also, on top of that, their costs, they're going to give up a mortgage where you know they're locked in for 30 years at whatever, 3% interest rate. And so they're going to, on the new place, get locked in at you know six and a half or seven percent interest rate. So there's a lot of dynamics here that are making people sort of pump the brakes and wait and see. Uh, on the one hand, no one liked the environment before. Buyers didn't like the environment. Sellers certainly did. Buyers didn't like the environment of you need to make your decision within the next you know, 30 seconds and offer your firstborn child along with the price in order to secure this house. But at least you know that the place you're selling will also go quickly. Uh, now the new environment, well, the place you're selling could take a little time, but the place you're buying, uh, you know, it's a little bit more negotiable there as well. So it, it's, um, it's, it's still not a, an easy situation. Yeah, no, but you, you raise an excellent point, which is, which is worth highlighting a little bit more because, you know, in the past, right, the people, uh, who have been luckier in this market are, I, I always, I always you know, tell people who've bought something smaller, you know, a few years ago, well, at least you put your foot on the equity at that point and you were able to ride it up and that helps you upsize into the next thing. And those people had traditionally been lucky, right? They had something to sell in a market where things sell quickly. You had the confidence, as Avi said, that it would go. And now, you know, everything is on its head, right? Because as Avi said, um, if you you know don't know how you're gonna um, make that mortgage payment, or it's gonna be a stretch, and you don't know what you're gonna get for your property, and you know uh, an excellent point that Avi raised is I've got this amazing mortgage rate, which you know for years it seemed like oh mortgage rates just go down, right? I I I got a great rate at you know four percent, and then I wrote it down to three and a half, and then I wrote it down under three, and it's like wow, this you know money is cheap. Well, money is no longer cheap. So it's not only that you have to spend more to get to get that loan for the new house, you have to give up something that is very valuable. So this is a market that actually favors people who don't own something right now, who don't have to sell it, uh, because that's one level of uncertainty that they don't have to deal with. Hmm. So we'll keep an eye on this and we'll keep you updated. Uh, it's a very complicated market. It's very specific to the segment and to the neighborhood. So if you're looking for guidance, please give us a call. We'd be happy to help you, whether it's buying or selling. Or both. Uh, and you know, as we say, things seem different, but there is a market out there and there are ways to navigate it. And we are happy to help our clients do that. And, and you know, it is, it's nice for a change to, you know, if, if you are a buyer who can, who can handle it, uh, you know, who, for whom the market dynamics work, it's nice to be in that position and it's unusual. So um, we're here for you. Give us a call. If you have any questions, shoot us an email. We'll be happy to try and address them on future podcasts. You can get us info at accentbrookline.com. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>